Today we're talking a topic that divides the motor racing community. That's right, Formula E. Some people love it, some people loathe it. It doesn't have that brutal gurgle of a petrol engine, nor does it have that fuzz and whiz of the turbo hybrid era in Formula 1. But as Formula 1 moves to become more sustainable for the future, what we know about Formula E is certainly going to have an impact on the cars that we see later on down the line in the pinnacle of motorsport. Now the Formula E Championship has changed a lot since its inception in 2004. A number of adjustments have been made over the years, especially in the technical field. Now what has changed over the years, we will explain to you in this brand new GP Fans special. The idea to create Formula E originated on the evening of March the 3rd in 2011 in a restaurant in Paris. On that day, FIA President Jean Todd sat down for dinner with Alejandro Agag in the French capital. Agag is a Spanish businessman and is now better known as the founder of the electric motorsport class. The two men talked about their shared dream and wrote a lot of ideas down on the back of a napkin, like where all good genius ideas come from. The idea was to create a motor racing class that would race in the world's most iconic cities and show the globe exactly what is possible with sustainable mobility. On September 13th, 2014, the first ever Formula E Championship kicked off in Beijing, China. The 11 race season ended with a double header in London, with Nelson Piquet Jr. crowned the first Formula E champion. However, it was not until the 2020-2021 season that Formula E was officially named the FIA World Championship, with Nick de Vries becoming the first world champion in the electric class. The first generation of car. For the first four seasons, an electric car produced by Spark Racing Technology, called the Spark Renault SRT01E, was raced by all the drivers. The development of this first electric single-seater officially began in September of 2012. McLaren Electronic Systems was announced as the official engine supplier of the electric class. This engine was originally designed for the McLaren P1 road car, but was later used in the electric racing series. In the first season, all teams still used the same power source, but from the second season, the teams were also allowed to build their own gearbox, cooling system, engine and converter. No fewer than nine constructors did exactly that. Michelin was appointed as the official tyre supplier and supplied an 18-inch tyre that could be used in both wet and dry conditions. Contrary to what we are used to in Formula 1, in principle they only used one set of tyres for the entire weekend. The chassis was designed by Dallara, a well-known manufacturer who have been involved in Formula 1, Formula 2, Formula 3, IndyCar, Japanese Super Formula and more over the years. The rechargeable battery was supplied by Williams Advanced Engineering, but because these batteries could hold relatively little power, the drivers had to actually switch cars halfway through the race. During qualifying, the drivers could use about 200 kilowatts of power. During the race, that was reduced to 180 kilowatts. This car could also accelerate from 0 to 100 kilometers per hour in just three seconds. The second generation of car. The second generation Formula E car was officially introduced during the 2018-2019 Formula E season. These cars had considerably more power, namely 250 kilowatts in qualifying and 200 kilowatts during the race. In addition, 
They switched from the 32 kilowatt battery from Williams Advanced Engineering to the 54 kilowatt battery from McLaren Applied Technologies. As a result, the drivers no longer had to change cars during the race and kind of took away that wacky races style feel to those driver changeovers. This new generation of cars was also equipped with the Halo, as we've seen in other racing classes. The chassis was once again supplied by Spark Racing Technology in conjunction with Dallara, and Michelin continued to be the official tyre supplier. The third generation of car. Meanwhile, people are busy behind the scenes for the next generation of Formula E car. These will be officially put into use during the 2022-2023 season. These cars are expected to use 350 kilowatts during qualifying and 300 kilowatts of power during the race. It's also intended that the battery can be charged quickly, which adds a new dynamic. It means that people can make pit stops for the first time during a race to further recharge the battery. It brings a new element of strategy potentially into it. Williams Advanced Engineering will once again supply the battery. Michelin will no longer be the tyre supplier. This task will be taken on instead by Hankook. Recently, the Mercedes Formula E team announced that it will officially retire from Formula E, however, at the end of the 21-22 season. The German team intends to continue to supply powertrains under the new regulations, but will officially retire from the sport as a constructor, and Audi has already left at the end of the 2020-2021 season as well, and Formula E, if it is going to continue and progress, is going to want to keep its constructors around. So what do you think of Formula E? Do you watch it at all? Is it a nice little substitute to Formula One or a little aperitif perhaps that you can have on the side? Or are you just not a fan? Do you not enjoy those kind of fuzzy whirring of the engines that many people complained was already coming into Formula One with the turbo hybrid era? And now Formula E really does like that sense of sometimes speed and certainly power that these cars can have. Let us know in the comments section below. Let us know if you want us to continue to look a bit more at Formula E and its development over the years. And of course, hit the subscribe button. Stay up to date with everything that we do here at GP Fans.